to mama.com You might not go to hell Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 74. It's February 17, 2008, the second Sunday of Lent. Hey, Dave. Morning, Reiner. How are you today? Oh, man, I'm great. Lying to you again, but I'm saying I'm great. So, How are you? Okay, I got a little bit of a headache. I slept about three hours last night. And... Were you out drinking again or something? I wish. I wasn't. No. I don't drink. Really? I can't drink. No. Very disgusted. I'm an embarrassment to my Irish heritage. <laughs> Probably to my Scottish heritage and my English heritage and my French heritage. Well, what were you doing up all night then? You weren't drinking. Uh, well, I got no. I got together with some friends. We were watching this show called Sessions or something. It's uh, at first I didn't think I'd want to watch it because it was about therapy sessions, and I get enough of that stuff elsewhere, you know. Uh, dealing with those issues. So, but anyways, it was a movie, uh, or is this on? It's a it's an HBO show. Okay. It might not be called Sessions. It might be called something else. But anyways, I kind of got into it. So we watched about three or four episodes because they had them on that wonderful TiVo, you know. So. Oh. Okay. I was going to ask you how come they play them like that, but TiVo, I got it. Yeah. So you just stayed up all night watching a bunch of crap on TV? Watching a bunch of people complain about their lives to their therapist. Cool. So now we can complain about life on the podcast instead. That's much better. (laughs) That's much more realistic. It is. So we're going to talk about today, Reiner. You know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about love, sex, and religion. Do those things go together? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. I've been wrong before about those things. Maybe you know more about that than I do. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I always hear that it's supposed to be this is part of life and this is something that we talk about in religion. But uh, my impression is that there's a sort of a weird disconnect between those subjects and faith a lot of times, at least in people's heads. We we used to have deep philosophical talks about this in college. Remember that day? Yeah, I do. About how, because I think we were trying to rationalize the the sex we were getting. Yeah. And we would say, oh, well, you know, if we have uh, some sort of relationship, then it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. But I also remember looking for sexual, um, you know, pointers or direction in in stuff that Jesus said, and he doesn't really talk about it much, mm-hmm. if at all. I think I looked a lot and said, well, what does he say about making out? Not nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> or something. I don't know. How far you go, what you do, what it means. Right. It almost doesn't exist in the New Testament. Why is that, you think? I don't know. Like in the Old Testament... You know, like your buddy David, oh yeah, instance, went out and did that. You know, Uriah Heep's wife or whatever. But you know, <laughs> was he with Bathsheba or Bathsheba or something? Was that yeah. somebody else? I think that might have been her, hmm. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Was she good, bad, or indifferent? 
I think she was hot. Isn't that? Oh yeah. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares whatever else she thought? But let's talk about this because what do you think people th- think about their sexual lives? And don't, do you think maybe they just think it's a totally separate? You know, I think there's a lot of guilt. I think people have a lot of guilt about sex. In their they either think I'm I shouldn't be doing this. Or they do it and then they feel guilty about doing what they're doing. Or I think sometimes people feel guilty about their feelings about sex or their lust. Like if you have lust for somebody, say you're married and you're lusting after somebody else who's either single or married, then people feel guilty about that because you're not supposed to have lust. How can you not have lust? Um, this will be your turn to say something. <laughs> wow. I don't know, Dave. And God gives you these hormones, and then what? You're not supposed to feel these things? I think you can feel things. I don't know that lust is the correct. Uh, no, that's listed as one of the seven deadly sins. Really? Yeah. But how can you not feel that? Somebody's attractive, and you're attractive, and you're attracted to them. And why wouldn't you feel it? What's well, wrong it's with not it? A, it's not a sin to feel it. I mean, or well, but they they say it's a seven deadly lust is a feeling. Acting on it is something different. So it doesn't that by by definition make it wrong for having the feeling? Oh, I lust think... isn't the action; it's the feeling. The feeling. I see. I think we're talking about something different here. Feeling. See, feeling is always a funny word to me too, because it can mean a bunch of different things. I, I think. I think lust is more an action than a feeling. If you're attracted to people, there's nothing wrong with that. But lusting after them, I think, is maybe that's indulging in the attraction. Yeah, or, or saying, you know, it has more to do with that coveting thing of, I want mm. this and I don't care. Mm. I mean, if you just say, wow, you're hot and I'd like to kiss you, I don't, can't see how that's, you know. Like you say, that can't be inherently evil to, like you're saying, to feel sexual attraction to other people. That's yeah. not evil. Yeah. That's not, a that's not what we're talking thing. about here. Well, I don't know. You're the one who wants to be lustful. <laughs> I don't know. I want to be. I mean, I think it happens. Well, I I think what you're saying, maybe here's the distinction, too, and this might be along the lines of what you're saying. It's it's actually, I think a lot of things, it, what it comes down to is you're putting a, a false god, you're having a false god. And if you're this person in your life or this person that you're fantasizing about, becomes like a false god to you, i.e., this is the source of your actions, this is the source of your uh, good feeling about yourself, this is the source of happiness for you. Maybe that's that's the distinction where it becomes wrong. It's a, it, it's, it's a matter of that it's become too huge a priority in your life. Are you directing that at me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have had those tendencies. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, I, I'm I'm not just singling you out, but you know, 
That does happen with you, doesn't it? You get a little obsessed. Maybe, but what do, you, what do you mean maybe? That's happened before. I'm not usually sexually obsessed, though. I'm usually emotionally obsessed. Oh man, you're such a girl sometimes. That's true. <laughs> I, I'm a dictionary.com looking up lust here, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, see, I think the sinful part comes. I mean, there's several things: intense sexual desire, appetite. Uncontrolled or illicit sexual desire, appetite, mm. lecherousness. Yes, I've been accused of that. <laughs> a passionate or overmastering desire or craving. Yeah. As in a lust for power. Mm. See, lust means more than just desire. Yeah, it means, you know, sort of giving into it. Mm-hmm. Like have a strong or excessive craving is what. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so so that's lust, and lust is maybe going a little too far with the natural inclination. Natural inclinations are not bad in and of themselves, but I I still come back to the point that I think a lot of people have trouble with this sexuality and religion or merging those two. Even if you look at it from the standpoint of religion or spirituality being something non-corporeal and not of this earth, something elevated, something higher versus, you know, our sexual desires, which are very basic and earthy and animal. Don't you think people sometimes okay, yeah, get that I'll, dichotomy? I'll, yes. I'll go ahead and address your actual question now. <laughs> <laughs> After my little diatribe there. Now that I've whined about your interpretation of lust. Okay. But I would say that, yes, a lot of... There's often a puritanistic element of the religious view of sex. And not to, you know, hit on these people, but... I think that's more prevalent, perhaps, in the Protestant land. Because I think Catholics are more... The church itself, I think, has, well... I, I think you're on a slippery slope on that one. I, I think so. Yeah, I I agree with you. Because, <laughs> sort of, except that when you get into the Puritanism, Catholics aren't there, right? As a matter of fact, but, you know, non-Catholics would say, well, we just want to, you know, propagate and make more Catholics. So the right. church is encouraging, you know, unprotected sex so that we can get more Catholics. And that's not really true. I mean, you're supposed to be open to transmission of children all the time. But but even so, even in Catholic general teaching, but I don't know if it's always been this way, but, but yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, sex is really bad. And, and that whole thing you're saying of feeling guilty, it's inherent in this whole... I, I don't think that's really healthy, the all sexual things are evil. Now... Admittedly, there's an overabundance of sex in our culture. The whole American, you know, advertising sex is the answer to everything. But I don't think God thinks that sex is inherently bad. Like you're saying, he gave it to us. Right. He makes it work in us, and, you know, being attracted to people is okay. It's just you can't 
run around randomly having sex with everyone. That's not okay. So you don't have a uh, inherent right to have sex with anybody that you feel attracted to. The you know the whole sex in marriage concept means if I'm going to go that far, I should have a committed relationship. And part of and that's what you're saying is that people feel guilty because they give it up too easily. Because our culture says, "Yeah, that's what you need to do. Go out the night and get some." Mm-hmm. And that's not right because the act doesn't signify, you know, it's an intimate, deep sharing of yourself physically. And if you're doing that and you're not intimately, deeply sharing, you know, your mind and spirit with it, your physical act is lying. But is it always that way? I mean... What do you mean? Well... Is it okay? I guess there's a there's an ideal I mean there's an idealized uh notion of sex and certainly that intimacy is a wonderful thing but I don't think even in couples every sexual encounter is going to be that way and nor do I think it necessarily should be I mean I think sometimes um sex is more physical. Sometimes it's a it's a, a physical release. Sometimes it's playful. Sometimes it's it, it can be a lot of different things. I I don't think it has to always be what you're saying. Uh, well, I, the, I'm not the, saying it can't be those things, but I'm saying that if you, but you, well, see now we're getting into cultural philosophical issues, but. Oh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't I'm think not going that. Anywhere. Huh? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm just saying that um, it's too easily given up these days. As oh well, it doesn't really mean anything. I'm just playing. Right. But but I think that that's where the guilt comes in because you, I don't think that's honest. Mm. On some levels, you could say it's more honest to say, well, I'm just an animal and I just need to get some. And so if we both agree that we're just, you know, using each other for sex, it's okay. But I think that's where you end up feeling bad because it's supposed to be a, uh, a manifestation of love, which is God, which is inherent in you, which is what we're all looking for, right? I mean, (laughs) and so when you just have sex because, gee, it feels good or I need a physical release, and it's with somebody that you don't really (laughs) plan to have a relationship for, I mean, I think that's why you get into I mean, I always say that to my kids, right? Well, here's how it is, at least until a guy's 25, there's two things that are happening. He just wants to touch you, you're going to make up a relationship, right? (laughs) Because, and and it's just, the making up the relationship is because that's when you feel guilty because I've given myself away and this person doesn't care. Mm. I mean, typically that's more of a girl-guy thing where the guy just goes and gets his rocks off and the girl feels like, why didn't you call me? 
because she feels like she's giving herself away, and the guy went, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. But that changes over time, too. I think that women, as they get older, even if when they get into menopause or past menopause, there's lots of studies that they're much more like guys in terms of sex, just wanting the physical closeness and not so much concerned about the emotional closeness. It doesn't that that's not a static thing is my point. It yeah, it moves, I'll give you that. But, you know, if you're well then you get into that whole other thing. Well if you're married then it's all okay because I've already made the commitment. Hmm. And then so yeah, today I feel like, well honey, I just want to do you or something. Yeah. She'll be yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's within the context of, yeah, but me and you are together, and that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. If you go out, I mean, that's the whole, I'm just out there looking for it. Like we were saying, Dave, this is was St. Valentine's Day week, right? That was Thursday. Right. right. And I found out, also known as Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> being aware of being Aware of the fact that you're single, is that what that means? You're pointing out that, hey, look, you're single. You don't have anybody to go kiss. Great, thanks. So, what, what a wonderful thing to celebrate, huh? Exactly. Like I said, if you're in a romantic relationship, then great. Then you can, you know, send flowers and cars. And who am I going to send them to? I don't know. Yeah. But but within that, I mean, that's right. But it's been sex is wildly used as. You know, uh, impetus to do to sell things, right? To do other things, to get you to do stuff, because it is a powerful, powerful force. Force, and yeah, I. So if it's something that powerful, maybe I can use it to get what I want. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's 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 a definite one. Um, so who was the Saint Valentine's anyway? Well, they don't have any idea as the real answer. Oh, really? It might not even be a real person? No, there's like three of them. But the the church actually took it off the official calendar in 1969 or something because they did research and they discovered that we don't really know anything about there's a Valentine of Rome and one of some other place and a third one or something. But they, there's, they don't, the church says, well, we see that there is a saint Valentine, he, he was buried in some church, you know, outside of Rome on Via Flaminia or something. But they said, we don't know anything about him, really. Well, why is he a saint? Doesn't they have to, I thought you have to do something to be a saint. I think they were martyred, maybe. Oh, Jesus. One of them was a priest, I think. One of them was a bishop, maybe. And they probably got killed in the... Oh, wait a minute. You, don't, you can be martyred and not do, like, any miracles and you can become a saint? I thought you had to do some miracles. Well, you had to do to become a saint now, but I don't know if they had to oh, back rule apply, you know, if they just venerated these people who died for the faith. I see. I mean, I mean, this is ancient. This was like 260 or something. These guys have been there forever. Yeah. But but then when you go back and say, well, what's this talk about, you know, what does that have to do with sending valentines? Nothing. <laughs> so... But, but people still do it. And then some people say it looks like there was no connection between romantic love and St. Valentine until Chaucer. Mm. 
and uh, he had one of in one of his writings. It says something about on St. Valentine's Day, girls will go look for their mate or something. Oh, really? or something. And then you know the greeting card company picked it up and yeah, something and said, "Hey, yeehaw!" The rest is history. Make a ton of money. Right. That didn't happen. Apparently, that like in the 1800s, the English did it, and then it came over here. But as far as St. Valentine's, there's really nothing. There's, there's no real theological uh, no link between you know romantic love and this guy. So they make stuff up. They say, well, so you go to Wikipedia and it says, yeah. So now they're making stuff up, saying, yes. Well, he was in prison and he cured the jailer's daughter, and he was in. And so as he were, they were going to kill him. He sent her a note saying, blah blah blah, from your Valentine. But pretty much somebody made all this crap. <laughs> yeah. In the last, you know, hundred years or something. So, yeah. let's talk about romance. Okay. Yeah. So you're a big romance fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. You believe in this? I do. This has been the bane of our existence to some extent, though. All this romantic <laughs> crap that's out there. All these images. All these illusions. <laughs> you guess you know where I'm coming down. <laughs> well, they they make good movies, though. I guess. And then in the end, two people that really shouldn't have been together in the first place wind up being together, and everyone's happy. And what we don't see is the divorce that happens three years down the road, right? I guess. Boy, am I cynical or what? You are, but a lot of people are. I actually sat around and watched some movies yesterday. What did I watch? Romantic comedies. I like those. They were on sale. I do, too, as well, you know, oddly enough, but... I think I watched About a Boy yesterday. Oh, that's a good one. And and I think in that one, it was when, is that the one that I just saw? And he said, you know, in the long run, if I could have sex or just, yes, because the kid was after a girl and, what's his name, Hugh Grant said, so do you want to go do her? And he said, not really, I just want to be with her and, you know. Yeah. And all that physical crap, that'd be okay, but. If I, and later, and he says that too, as he thought about it, as he became more mature, he says, yes, if I had to choose between just doing somebody or having them sit here on the couch with me and be with me, I think I'd pick B. Mm. Which, you know, you have to get past the, I just want to, you know, have sex. So th- that would be more romantic, right? The, you know, let's, let's sit on the couch and have some wine and have some wine. kiss. Yes, of course, that could lead to sex. It could, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. I mean, it's, my objective is it's, that's opposed to the other way where I'm only going to sit here on the couch with you and drink wine and kiss you so that I can have sex with you. Yeah. See, that's different than, well, let's just do this and oh, we might have sex. I know. That's where I'm coming from sometimes. Which way? <laughs> <laughs> that second one. That that one is not right. The one where you're just going to... I like stick, stick around because I really want to have sex with them. Yeah. There you go. That's probably part of my problem. That's, that's not romantic, Dave. I guess it isn't, is it? <laughs> I guess I've got to work on my technique a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll use the, 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 this fictionalized St. Valentine's as my inspiration for um, elevating my sexual um, and romantic urges. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's good. So what if he wasn't real? He represents something, you know, that's I guess true. good. 
Yeah, romance I, and, and love, you know. That's what it's all about. <sighs> I, but what's the... Isn't there a dark side to this romance stuff? Isn't there a lot of illusion involved and then people don't really see the reality of a person? You you have this romantic notion of somebody and, and aren't you not seeing the boogers that are hanging in their nose and the you know, the kind of the their bad personality traits and what about all that? Boy, Dave, you are quite the romantic, I must say. No, it's true you can do that. I might have done that before. Yes, right. And then what? Then what happens? Then, you're, then oh, and also, if you get married from that, and then you're married, you know. Yes. Then, then what? Then you're really, you know, you're stuck. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. So I guess this is my point: is that. But see, you're you're mostly in trouble if you've bought this and the other person hasn't. Hmm. If you both bought it, I don't think it's so bad. Oh. Or, or I don't know. See, then you get into the romantic thing. Well, if you're both, you know, in love with the other person, then you'll be good. I think what happens a lot is one person is in love or thinks they are, and the other person is like, okay, I can get sex for this, or from the girl side of you, I can get security from this. Oh, okay. yeah. And then you, you take it, but you're not really being honest. Yeah. You think that happens a lot? Yes. <laughs> really? You think that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do. I think it happens all the time. You think it ha- Okay. Let me see if I understand this right. You think it happens all the time. One person's in love and the other person is so maybe not in love, but they're really liking all the attention and what they're, the goodies they're getting from it. So, yeah. so then they say, oh, well, I guess I might as well stick around. Oh, I don't think that. I think they say, okay, I, I'm in love then. You know? Oh, really? They they say this person keeps telling me we're in love. I like oh, what I'm getting, so oh, yeah. okay, I'm in love. But they didn't, oh, yeah. you know. It didn't. I don't think they're consciously saying, "Oh, I'm just going to use this person's thing." I think it wanders through confusion and you know murkiness and <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, and then they get. And you people, start to believe in your own bullshit, or you believe the other person's bullshit. Yeah, and people get attached and stuff. Exactly, and then I'm used to, and then like you're saying, then you get married. And what did I watch the other night? It was another movie like that. Oh, it was on TV. You know the the wedding planner. Oh yeah. Right where where, where these, you know, on the wedding day they both kind of go. You know, they're buying into it. We love each other. Yes, I'm sure he's for you. <laughs> then they look at each other and they go, you know, we're lying to each other. <laughs> I don't really like you, and I don't want to, you know. Who says that in the movie? Owen Wilson or the other guy? Vince Vaughn? Who's getting married and says that? Or is it just some minor not, character? That's not that. The wedding planner is the one with... Uh, oh, right. Halo. That's and, uh, right. Matthew McConaughey. That's He's right. He married that blonde chick that I don't know her name. Oh, yeah. So Matthew McConaughey yeah. decides that... You know, that happens in Arthur, too. Remember the movie Arthur? Remember a long yeah. time ago? Isn't, isn't he married to... Julie Andrews in that movie? Or is that no, that's uh, 10. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. No, and Arthur, he's gonna, he's very rich, and he's going to marry this you know, woman that's been for him for years. and then, But he's really in love with Liza Minnelli. And then he gets drunk. He gets drunk and goes to the wedding and then like tells, tells her right on the altar, which is probably not the best place. <laughs> probably not. Because he's drunk and, you know, he doesn't care. And he, then he gets, gets drunk punched. a lot, I remember, yes. He gets punched out and... Uh, 
but it all winds up okay. Yeah, honesty. Honesty is important. You have that's my that's my problem with the romance stuff. It's like there's some dishonesty about it. I don't like that. I, I put this on my other website, Dave. Though this is this is the romantic part, I think. Okay. And it says, "Oh, the comfort, the inexpressible comfort of feeling safe with a person." Having neither to weigh thoughts nor measure words, but pouring them all right out, just as they are. Chaff and grain together, certain that a faithful hand will take and sift them, keep what is worth keeping, and with the breath of kindness, blow the rest away. See, I mean, you, know what, you know what's fascinating about that, Ryan? I, I sent that very quote to somebody just the other day. Did you? I did. Yeah. And I'm like, since I'm saying, that would be the romantic notion that I'm looking for. The, yeah, I yeah. see all the crap you got, but... I like, like you anyway. I like the good stuff, and you know, okay, I'm gonna blow the rest away, and you know, but but I don't think a lot. A lot of times you don't get that, right? People are just straight up putting on an act. Yeah, that's, and they, you know, or I think say that's different than oh, I'm gonna be who you want me to be, or act like you want me to act, and right. because we're, I don't know. So so none of this stuff is in any of the Bible anywhere. This is all. Just exactly. Gems of wisdom from our experience and knowledge and reading and yeah, mostly mostly movie watching apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, you know, you talked about romance days, that's a major vehicle to do that, I guess. We should write a movie. Yeah. That's what we should do. We should write a script to the movie or you know, a real real we'll call it real romance, although I think that's already been done, that title. You could have all the fancy dancy romantic stuff, and I'll come in with a, you know the the dark underbelly. It'll be good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I think I think we're kind of done, right? Aren't we for today? Well, do we want to say anything else? Do you? No. Sort of. You know, what does this have to do with foosball? We we just abandoned our whole format altogether. Here, you know? <laughs> well, I can't. I, we couldn't really talk about no sex for you, right? I mean. That's the little already, thing was about that. That's and that's my point exactly. Yeah. But what this has to do with foosball? Love, love and romance, foosball. You know, many a romance starts over the foosball table. I don't know that many days. <laughs> At least not anymore. Maybe when we were in college. Yeah. All right. Romance can occur anywhere. Uh huh. In the most unlikely places. Even online. Maybe. Talk, talk about unlikely. I'm from Missouri. I like to see one happen other than in a commercial. Yeah. I don't know. You got anything else on foosball there? No. No? But we want to leave with some positive, uplifting message for the folks today, Ryder. <laughs> Where are we going to get one of those, Dave? <laughs> that, that's, I think you should do that this week. You should say something positive and uplifting because you're a romantic. You were you're meant for St. Valentine's Day. I think you say something from the heart to the to the people. What what do you want to tell them? Um that there probably is real love out there despite all the bad relationships you've been in. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to everyone. <laughs> I'm talking to me too, Dave. <laughs> I still believe in it. It's sort of like I believe in God who's love and yeah. even though it's always Twisted and turned and perverted. If you throw all that crap away, there's still real love at the bottom. Cool. <laughs> I'm good with that. 
All right. Well, have a good week, everyone. Ciao. You can make it. Shoot it. Momog.com.